Hey everyone, Michelle Seidling here with another episode of Military Transition Wellness, the podcast dedicated exclusively to those transitioning from military service. Today we are talking about a health and fitness routine. Here to help us do that is Luke Atchley, a coach and Marine Corps veteran. Welcome to the podcast, Luke. This podcast is available on multiple platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to be informed as new episodes become available. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes, please rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform. As always, check out our website at foodexperienceunplugged.com for some resources as you begin your health journey. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here pleasure to have you here. Well, will you take a moment to tell us a little bit about yourself and your Marine Corps experience and then why you decided to become a coach afterward? Sure, sure. So, um, you know, I've joined the military uh, right out of high school. So I uh, graduated in 2007 and uh, went into the Marine Corps boot camp uh, like two weeks afterwards. Um, I did five years in the military there. Um, You know, I was in the infantry uh, and security forces. So my first stint, um, I actually did a tour with Marine Corps security forces out in Kings Bay, Georgia. And then, uh, and then the second half of my military career, I, uh, got shipped out to, uh, Camp Pendleton, California, um, and, uh, did a spin up out there and found myself uh, on a tour in Afghanistan, uh, to kind of round things out. And, uh, that was, uh, finished things off in 2012. And since exiting the military, um, I've been coaching for over a decade now, so uh, I can't believe it's been that long since I exited. Actually, uh, it's been a wild ride for sure. But uh, I mean, fitness is one of those things that really helped me um, with transitioning out of the military. Actually, as uh, one of the, the things that I was I found was able to um, really kind of help ease the transition of kind of the the change out of the culture of you know being in the Marine Corps for so you know for five years uh, everything I'd known for my adult life into you know uh, going back to school and and uh, you know and starting a business and everything like that so yeah mm. okay fantastic so tell me a little bit more about how that helped you in your own personal transition yeah you know I think um, a lot of people when especially as they're exiting the military you know like they're so used to being in this routine the set routine of you know, like I'm told when to show up, this is, you know, PT is at 0500 in the morning and then we're doing this and then we're doing this. And, you know, and then you exit the military and you've got nothing but, but freedom and options all of a sudden where you're, you're the only person that you're accountable to is yourself essentially. Um, you know, and, and for better or worse, you know, that's, you know, that's, uh, quite a shock or quite a transition, you know, when, after being told for so long, this is when you show up, this is the uniform that you're in and everything like that. And so, um, you know, you're on you there is there's transition assistance and um you know uh the taps program and everything like that when you exit but i think so much of us just kind of find ourselves you know uh just looking you know at uh you know at this this menu of options and you know kind of either get this paralysis by analysis or uh you know whatever you want to call it but one of the things that was able to remain constant from the military for me at least was was the was the fitness routine right and that was just one of those things that gave me more of a sense of normalcy as i you know moved back to uh back home um you know arizona um originally and um, and so that's one of those things that I found was, was very calming for me. was very soothing for me. Um, as I, you know, transitioned out of the military was just being able to maintain that routine of, of some semblance of normalcy, um, in a, in a world, in a sea of options as you're, you know, getting your civilian life started. So, mm, okay. 
So you felt that because, of course, you, you did PT and all of that in the military. So coming out of it, did you have your own routines and so forth? Or did you have to kind of kind of do some research and then see what is available in terms of fitness? Sure. Yeah, the, um, that's a great question. You know, like I've always been somewhat of a fitness nerd um, from my time before the military. You know, as I prepared you know, for entering into the Marine Corps, I always wanted to be, you know, score that infamous 300, you know, PFT and stuff like that. Um, so, so I'd always, you know, had a, a deep interest in fitness. Um, probably one of the reasons why I did choose the Marines over, you know, some of the other branches where, uh, you know, the Marine Corps just places such a high emphasis on physical fitness, um, you know, to, to a large extent. So that's probably one of the reasons why looking back on it, I probably was driven more towards the Marine Corps. Um, so I, I had some semblance of, you know, what it would, what it, it looked like, what a fitness routine looked like just from, uh, personal research. And then, you know, having that set routine in the morning, um, from the Marine Corps, but, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, what I did afterwards was I, I joined a couple of different gyms, right? So I had, you know, just a commercial gym, um, that, you know, you, you're just essentially paying to rent equipment, but then, um, I also came into a CrossFit gym, um, which, you know, for better or worse on, you know, whatever people's opinions are of CrossFit. Um, one of the best things that happened from that was that it got me connected into a group of people, uh, you know, that I was able to then socialize with and, you know, have and strengthen some ties and stuff like that. So, uh, uh, you know, a CrossFit gym where you're doing more of like a boot camp style workout, um, mm -hmm. is, is going to be, you know, have a little bit higher degree of community. Uh, so you don't feel alone as much. Right. So. Mm, okay. So you, you really gravitated to that CrossFit essentially. Was that, you know, based on your Marine background then? Yeah. I mean, it was fairly popular in the Marine Corps at that time. Um, you know, and, uh, and it was a good starting point for sure. And, and that's, and that's what it was for me. It was a starting point. Um, you know, I got certified. That was actually the first certification that I actually got was a CrossFit certification. Um, and that just kind of opened the doors into a bunch of different styles of training. Uh, cause CrossFit is, is a very, um, it's, it's, it's hard to define, but they, they take a lot, they borrow a lot of fitness, um, methods from, you know, from powerlifting, from Olympic weightlifting, from, you know, gymnastics and different things like that. So it was kind of like a gateway drug into these other different forms of fitness that, uh, you know, that I kind of was then able to take my philosophies of, of, uh, fitness and, you know, kind of tailor them into, uh, more useful practices for, for myself at least and, and my clients actually, but. Yeah. Sure, sure. Now, so it was pretty soon after you you exited that you that you uh, decided to go into coaching and mm -hmm. and that really took off. Yeah. So that just kind of just because of your love of of it personally as or yeah. You know, Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think they're looking back on it. So when I was, when I was in the Marines, uh, I was also a marksmanship instructor or coach, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so I, I excelled at that when I, when I had been in there was the coaching element, the teaching element of it. Um, and so that was, that was definitely a big thing. Um, I think experiencing just what's, what, how big of a game changer fitness can be, uh, in terms of overall quality of life for people, um, really kind of like was one of those things that, um, really motivated the decision for me to, to get into coaching with, uh, you know, when it, with regard to fitness, at least, right. It's just, you know, fitness is connected to so many things as far as quality of life that, um, you know, it just really felt like the mission of making a difference out there in somebody's life and gave me a sense of purpose that was, uh, you know, a little bit, uh, lacking when you, you know, transition from the military. So, um, sure. so that was, that was, uh, one of those ways. Yeah. Okay. Now with regard to the, um, you know, the, 
as people exit the military and, you know, mm-hmm. finding their own routine and fitness and health, things of that nature. Um, what, um, what is your, um, what would you recommend as far as, as their, their journey? Everyone mm-hmm. has their own journey, I suppose, in that sure. regard. Yeah, everyone definitely has their own journey when it comes to building, you know, a fitness practice, right? What, what, and you know, what that looks like is going to be different based off of what your experience is, what your background is and everything like that, right? And I think there's three real, really big keys, right? The first key is just, you know, focusing on making sure that it's, it's actually existing on the calendar, like you have a routine, right? You're taking control of, of your time. Right. So that would be key number one. Key number two would be focusing on what matters when it comes to building a fitness practice. There's a lot of options out there that can be a little bit overwhelming for people. Um, you know, and that's one of those things that's going to, um, you know, have, having a coach or, you know, doing your own research or getting a good book or whatever the case is will be beneficial in helping people focus on what matters. And the third thing is going to be um, focusing on, on recovery. And, uh, you know, and, and how to recover, because a lot of people don't realize that so much of fitness and like working out and stuff like that is going to be directly tied to your ability to recover from that exercise session. So, um, but, uh, so, you know, if, when we circle back and we think about like key number one, when it comes to getting control of your time and your calendar, right. is just making sure that you're actually scheduling time, uh, to actually make it, make fitness a priority in your life, whether it's blocking or whether it's kind of setting a standing appointment with yourself. But the key is there is just making sure that you have something on the calendar or you have a regular time that you are dedicating to yourself. Does it have to be five days a week? No, it doesn't have to be five days a week, but having a dedicated, you know, appointment, standing appointments set on the calendar for your, for your fitness is one of those ways that you're going to make sure that it actually exists and actually gets done. Uh, so that's that. So that'd be key number one. Um, key number two, um, you know, focusing on what matters, you know, is, is, is key, right? So, uh, most of the people that are looking for something that matters, um, as far as their fitness and, and nutrition and health is concerned, right. It's like, there's just so many different options and so many books and so much information out there. Um, but really I've been able to boil it down to a couple of things, right? The first one is focusing on a, a good strength training routine, right? So focusing on building strength. Um, strength is kind of what we call a mother quality in the fitness industry, right? So if you want to lose body fat, if you want to, um, improve your endurance, if you want to improve your power output or your sprinting speed or your athleticism, focusing on building strength can be, I'm sorry if that's, if you can hear the beeping, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, um, but focusing on, 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 you know, building strength, that's a mother quality, right? So that's going to be one of those things that uh, is kind of like the foundation, right? So um, two to three times a week of focusing on building strength in the gym is going to be one of the biggest and most high uh, return on investment uh, times that you can set aside activities that you can set aside within that, that time block, that schedule, right? So focusing mm-hmm. on that um, is going to be key. Um, when it comes to like, you know, well, how, what kind of exercises should I do when I'm strength training? Um, you know, that's, that's a great, um, you know, so there's, there's five, uh, categories that I tend to focus on, right? So a pushing exercise, a pulling exercise, a squatting exercise and a hinging or a bending exercise. And then we follow that up with like some type of a carry. Okay. So push, pull, squat, hinge, loaded carry is kind of how it's, it's divided up, right? Those are going to be your biggest bang for your buck, um, exercise categories. Okay. Um, and we like to think of exercises in, you know, movements, not necessarily muscles. Um, so we want to think, um, you know, that I'm doing a pushing exercise like pushups. Okay. A pulling exercise, something like a pull up or a chin up or a body weight row or something along those lines, a squat, would be, uh, you know, a classic example of a squat, but also kind of falling in that squat category would be like a lunge or, um, 
yeah, like a lunge or a split squat or something along those lines. And then finally, uh, within the hinge category, we have something like uh, a deadlift pattern. Um, a kettlebell swing would be another example of, of a hinge. Um, and then, uh, and then carrying a loaded carry. So that's just something as simple as like, uh, you know, you do a lot of this in the military, but it's just picking things up and walking from point A to point B. Um, generally speaking with like a set of heavy dumbbells or, you know, set of kettlebells or something along those lines. And you're just walking and you're training what's called your gait pattern. Um, and, uh, and that's a, a great way to get a very, very efficient exercise routine done in a relatively short amount of time, you know, 30, 45 minutes in the gym, you're pretty much done. So, uh, so focusing on what matters there. So, um, strength training, number one, number two would be smart cardio. And by smart cardio, uh, I think a lot of people think I just tie my shoes on and then I go for a run. Um, and that's not necessarily bad. Um, but you also want to have a way to measure kind of the stress that you're putting on your body. And we do that with a heart rate monitor. Okay. So, um, the bulk of most running or cardiovascular activity should be done in what's called zone two. Um, zone two is the aerobic training, um, aerobic training, uh, zone, right? So basically what we're looking for is 180 beats per minute minus your age. Um, and that's the, that's the level of intensity that we're trying to keep our heart beating at for a duration of like 20 to 30 minutes. Um, it's less stressful on the body than going out there and running like till you throw up. It's less stressful on your body than, uh, the medium pace stuff or, you know, and running sprints and stuff. So training smart cardio like that, where you're actually measuring the stress that you're putting on your body is going to be one of the most beneficial things that you can do for heart health, for mood, all of those things. Right. Um, and then finally, key number three is, is focusing on recovery. Okay. Um, this is one of those things that I think a lot of people miss when they uh, are implementing uh, a fitness routine is that they, they don't put such a high emphasis on recovery and recovery is so, so important because recovery is where all the good things happen. That's all the magic that happens, right? So exercise, a lot of people don't may or may not realize is, is a stress on the body, right? And so you need to recover so that your body can then adapt to that stress, right? And your body adapts to that stress with all the fun things like bigger muscles or, uh, you know, a lower heart rate or better blood work or all of that stuff. That's the adaptation. So if we're constantly stressing our body and we don't recover from that exercise or that stress, then you're not going to get the benefits of the adaptation. So we need to really put a focus on that recovery and that'll help with long-term consistency as well. Right. So, so how do you recover? Well, the, the, one of the simplest ways is by sleeping. Um, and that was one of those things that a lot of people just, um, you know, seem to take for granted, especially former military guys is, you know, they just like uh, I can sleep when I die type of a thing, you know, we kind of wear it as like a badge of honor type. Um, and, and that's one of those things that, you know, is going to be hugely important for your body's ability to recover is just making sure that you're getting that seven and a half hours of sleep plus or minus 30 minutes on either side, um, in a cold, dark, quiet room. That's where all your body restores its hormones. It, you know, like your brain recovers all kinds of th different things happen when you're sleeping. So it's so vitally important for you to get that sleep in to then recover from and get the, and reap the benefits of all of those adaptations. Sure. Um, and then, and then the other, like kind of most obvious thing is, is making sure that you're just getting adequate food in your body, right. And making sure that you're eating to recover. So those three keys are really what's important for, you know, for, um, maintaining a good, consistent fitness practice. Mm, okay. Now on that recovery end of it, you mentioned eating certain foods to recover. So mm -hmm. will you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think like the biggest thing um, that most people should focus on, the biggest rock that most people should focus on is going to be um, making sure that you're getting quality protein in your diet. 
Okay. Um, so protein is, is essentially the building blocks that your body is made out of, right? So if you're not getting adequate protein from your diet, um, you're not going to be recovering at the optimal rate. You're not going to be building muscle at the optimal rate either. Right now, how much protein should somebody be getting? Um, I mean, it, it varies from person to person. Um, generally speaking, kind of like the age old fitness, um, you know, advice is usually a gram of protein per pound of body weight. Um, you could also go a pound of protein or I say a pound of protein, a gram of protein per pound of lean body mass. So if you know what your body fat percentage is, you can basically subtract your body fat percentage and then just only use lean tissue. And that'll make the amount a little bit more manageable for some, um, you know, like if you got a 200 pound guy, you know, eating 200 pounds of or 200 grams of protein per day can be a little, little bit much and it can be a little bit overwhelming, but it, you know, that same guy say he's, you know, 20% body fat or whatever the case is. Right. So now he's, let's see here, he's can like eat 180 grams of protein essentially. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, but protein is huge. It's, it's, it's huge. Um, it helps with appetite suppression, metabolism, everything like that. So, um, you know, so adequate protein is good too much. It, like more is not better in this case, right. You just want to make sure that you're getting adequate protein. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now also with regard to, to each of these areas, mm -hmm. what are some struggles that, that you're seeing with people as they exit the military and try to try to make sense of all of this? Yeah, I think like, so um, one of the biggest struggles with, you know, with time management is just the fact that like, you know, we're, um, we kind of just let, let things happen to us. We're just kind of like taking control of our own, our own schedule, our own, you know, time. Right. So, um, you know, and it, it's, the, the biggest thing that I, that I see that, or that I went through when I was transitioning from the military was the fact that like, I didn't have anybody to keep me accountable to, you know, a, a set schedule. It was, it was just me. Right. So getting an accountability buddy, getting, you know, a coach or um, finding something that is going to keep you accountable is going to be huge. Right. Um, now, uh, you know, maybe we don't have access to that, but, you know, like finding the skills necessary um, or in like developing the skills necessary to, you know, maybe create a to-do list and then putting it and then moving, transferring that over onto an actual schedule because a to-do list that doesn't exist in time is just a recipe for sadness, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so we want to think about like having, you know, our to-do list and then transferring it over into like a, an organized calendar. And what you'll find too is that, you know, like, most like you might not, you may have time uh, after you transition from the military, maybe you're going straight into school. Maybe that's going to be something that you're going to have to become more organized with your, your, uh, with your time as well. Right. So that, that skill becomes all the more essential for, you know, for being a success in the civilian world. Right. So, um, also learning to prioritize, you know, what are the things that you're willing to say yes to, and what are the things that you need to say no to. Right. Um, so you're like, what's fun is that you're the boss when it comes to that stuff, right. You're the one that gets to decide what you're, what you value and what you, what you, you know, think is not worth your time essentially. Right. So being able to learn how to prioritize set priorities, saying yes to something means saying no to something else. So, sure. um, so, uh, and in terms of, of fitness, you know, there's a, a number of great books that I can recommend. Um, you know, and that's, and that's, you know, um, one of the things that, uh, you know, the struggles that I see with a lot of people is, you know, they want to continue doing fitness in some form or fashion, and they just kind of go back to essentially the military. I'm just going to get up and run. Right. And that's generally speaking, it's not necessarily wrong. I'm going to run, maybe do some push-ups and do some pull-ups. And is that certainly better than nothing? Absolutely. You know, um, especially for just like the, the benefits of, you know, um, the mental health side of things, um, 
But as you transition out of the military, um, you know, having some resources, getting uh, potentially just paying a personal trainer or someone, a coach that's in the area that's well-respected, that has, you know, a good track record of creating results, um, maybe paying them like for maybe not like starting with a personal trainer, but maybe uh, you pay that personal trainer to write you a program to get you started on the right, um, on the right path, you know? And so that can be a lot more cost efficient for somebody, uh, you know, rather than trying to sit there and sift through all of the books and, you know, all the articles and things like that is just going to a fitness professional saying, Hey, can I pay you for, you know, uh, an hour of your time for you to, you know, run me through an assessment to write me a program and then I can follow it, get my marching orders and, uh, you know, and then go from there. Right. And then, you know, that coach can potentially help you with form and exercise technique and all kinds of different mm. stuff. Right. Um, and then from the recovery side of things, that's, that's always interesting because, um, you you know, nutrition and sleep are, are key and there's a million different diet books out there. Uh, you know, diet is kind of like the new religion. There's a new fad every, you know, every so often. So, um, sure. so, uh, you know, that one can be kind of tough, but, um, you know, like I said, there's, there are certain courses out there that you can take if you're really interested in it. But I think like the big thing is, is finding, taking inventory of what your what you, what you enjoy eating and then kind of trying to modify your life around that. Right. Because food is so much more than just fuel. Uh, there's a very social element that's associated with food. I mean, I live here in the South and in Louisiana and everything involves food down here. Um, and so like, uh, you know, so, so kind of learning essentially, okay, if I'm going to follow the keto diet, let's just say the keto diet, since that's on the front of everybody's mind right now, um, mm -hmm. you know, which is like zero carbs, you know, higher fat and moderate protein, if you're doing it correctly, right? A lot of people just think the keto diet is just no, no carbs. And, but really in reality, like if you're consuming protein, um, at a higher, at a high level, you're actually, your body can make carbohydrates from protein. It's a process called gluconeogenesis. It's it's really fascinating thing, but you, that that's like, if you're eating, consuming a lot of protein, that's actually enough to bump you out of ketosis. So you have to watch your protein intake if you're going to do keto correctly. Sure. Um, but just a little fun fact. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, you know, so, but if you're going to go keto, are you telling me that you're never going to enjoy a piece of birthday cake ever again? Are you telling me that you're never going to, you know, take your son out for donuts in the morning on Sundays, you know, while mom rests in bed or whatever the case is, you know, sure. and, and those are going to be things that you you have to take into account when it comes to choosing a system of eating, whether it's paleo or keto or any and all of those things, flexible dieting, any, any, all of those stuff. So, um, I think a lot of the, the struggle that I see is just people are, are just dazed and confused as far as like what is quote unquote correct. Right. Versus mm. kind of taking a step back and, and kind of looking at the principles, which are, if you want to lose weight, you're going to have to eat a little bit less. Um, you know, you're, so calorie controlled, is it, um, and, and is it something that's sustainable is, is at you know, the end of the day is like, is it something that you can follow for an extended period of time, um, in order to get the results that you're look you're looking for. So. Mm, okay. Now, do you have some examples of people with whom you've worked as, as they've implemented these things into their post-military life? Yeah. Um, you know, so I've worked with, you know, a number of different, um, different individuals. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, um, I'm trying to think of, you know, a couple of them right now. Um, but you know, as, as they transition, um, you know, there's a couple of guys that I've, I've helped with, you know, that have gotten out of the Marine Corps that have, um, you know, have been looking for some sense of, you know, getting, getting quote unquote in shape or back in shape for mm -hmm. whatever purpose it is, you know, whether it's, um, one guy I helped with, uh, you know, getting, uh, ready for his PT test for entering into the law, law enforcement. Right. And so, sure. um, you know, and so like, 
something like that is just as simple as like, how, what's your schedule? Like how many hours a, a week are you wanting to exercise? Um, you know, and, uh, and you know, what are, what's the test that you're, you know, you're going to be doing. Right. So it all, it's, it's all based off of their goal. Right. So what is your goal when it, you know, and that'll adjust what the training looks like. So, um, you know, so one guy that I've helped, he's, you know, he's a CPA now, he doesn't have to do anything physical from, from that sense, but he enjoys like going on ski trips and things like that. So we're going to do stuff that is focused on injury prevention. Um, you know, his, uh, his diet and his exercise routine might look, looks completely different from the other guy that I'm helping pass his law enforcement, you know, uh, you know, uh, physical fitness test. Right. So, um, so, you know, like those guys both were, you know, transitioning out of the Marine Corps, they're buddies that buddies of mine that, um, you know, transitioned out of the Marine Corps, uh, around similar time, a little bit after me, but, um, you know, was able to help them. And I was honored to, to be able to help them. Um, you know, and so, but, you know, just finding, you know, once again, that accountability, buddy, I was able to keep them accountable to their, to their, uh, fitness routine stuff like that. So, um, okay. yeah. Okay. Now for those just starting out, what are, what are some of the first steps to take to try to, to make sense of it all and do, do what works for them essentially? Yeah. Um, so first steps when it comes to getting started, I mean, it's just that it's, it's to get started, right. Um, you know, to make the decision that you're going to actually take action and, and do something right. So, um, you know, when it comes to starting a routine, you're, um, you're going to need to focus on, um, you know, finding, finding one, probably finding a gym, unless you're deciding on, you know, working out from home or whatever the case is, but finding out like what it is that, what modality, essentially, what mode of exercise are you going to get started with? Right. Um, there's not necessarily a wrong answer here, right. You can plenty of people get strong doing just body weight exercise or like gymnastics type stuff. Um, some people get, you know, plenty of people prefer, uh, you know, lifting weights. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, finding what is going to bring you joy and happiness when it comes to your, uh, your fitness practice is going to be key. Like, you know, some people enjoy yoga, some people enjoy. So like, there's a number of different options and try them, you know, try them all, see what works best for you. Um, you know, there's not, there's not necessarily a wrong answer. Do I think, am I a little bit biased when I say that, uh, I think that strength training and focusing on getting stronger is probably going to be the biggest return on your investment when it comes to the time that you spend in the gym. Yes, I, I would say that, but, um, you know, once again, the most important thing is, is consistency. That's, that's the key is consistency. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to getting started, be thinking about are, what are these things that I can do long-term versus I need to lose 10 pounds. What can I do to get it off the fastest? Mm -hmm. Um, because the longer it takes to get in shape, the longer the shape will stay. And so, um, you know, if you, if you want to get in shape or you're wanting to maintain being in shape, you know, developing those habits, those routines is going to be the key to you sustaining those, those results long-term, um, versus just working out and then saying that like, and pushing and white knuckling things really, really hard and saying no, like, uh, and, and saying I, I've arrived at my, uh, I've arrived at my, my goal. Now I can go back to eating, you know, Lay's potato chips and, you know, playing Xbox or watching Netflix and doing nothing. Right. Uh, because that's essentially what got, got you into trouble in the first place is, was that right. It was the lack of activity, the lack of, um, that, that set routine. And so, um, so, so that's, that would be step number one. Like if you're wanting to get started, I'm sorry, uh, if you're wanting to get started, just, uh, you know, try, try, try stuff, you know, you, you make the decision and you go try stuff. Um, 
You know, if you're wanting to get started with strength training, go to go join a gym. Um, you know, it could be something as simple as a planet fitness for 10 bucks a month. It could be something as, um, you know, as uh, big of an investment as going and working with a personal trainer and, you know, at a private, finding a private gym and working with a personal trainer that's close by you. Um, you could also do online coaching, which is another thing, you know, uh, remote coaching is, is, has, thanks to the pandemic has taken off, right? You can go find remote coach pretty much anywhere. Um, and, uh, and if it's a good remote coach, you, they'll take you through an assessment and they'll say, Hey, uh, you know, tell me how many times a day or how many times a week you want to work out. What equipment do you have available? Are you working out from home? Are you working out in a commercial gym? Um, do you have any injury history or limitations? All of those things when you work with some, you know, uh, and they'll, they'll be able to tailor everything for you and your routine. And then they'll also be able to keep you accountable. So if you say, um, I want to work out three days a week and you don't log three days a week of, of workouts, they'll be, you know, emailing you or texting you or whatever the case is like, Hey man, what's going on? You know, are you on vacation? Are you, uh, you know, are, are you, you know, what's going on, you know? And so, and they'll be able to, to kind of help kind of hold your feet to the fire when it comes to, you know, making that thing. And they'll also be able to help you troubleshoot and sidestep certain things. Right. So, um, so there's a, there's a lot of benefits to, to working with an exercise professional, a real pro when it comes to, um, you know, helping people like get started with their routine. Right. Because that's, that's, you know, uh, that can be the most overwhelming step, but once you just get started, once you start trying things and experimenting, um, and then maybe getting help from a professional, like good things are going to happen when you're able to find a, a routine that you can actually do consistently and enjoy. Okay. Now, now talk to us a little bit about like making sure you have a maintenance plan. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of times there are people are really good at starting and maybe mm -hmm. they do it for a while, but then th things kind of peter out. Yeah. I think this is such an interesting thing because a lot of people, when they do this, um, when they first start exercising, call it like new years or whatever the case is, they're like, you know, I'm going to work out six days a week for, and, um, you know, I'm going to have zero carbs and I'm going to do in, and it's going to be great. And, you know, like we get all motivated and then something happens and life happens, right? Life gets in the way. Um, you know, you transition from the military, whatever the case is. And like, um, you know, I think one of the biggest things that people can do is realize that life, just like a professional athlete has seasons, right? So you as a human have seasons, right? Um, so there, there are seasons for you to ramp up your fitness to where maybe you go from working out, you know, two times a day to working out or not two times a day, two times a week, uh, to working out four times a week or whatever the case is. Right. So you can, you can kind of play, uh, with the frequency a little bit, but what's funny or not funny, but what's interesting is like, there's going to be times during the year when, you know, namely the holidays, uh, but like, you know, where, okay, my fitness is not going to be the number to priority on my, on my agenda, right? Uh, my fitness may be four or five, or it might be number six or, you know, whatever the case is, right. Especially during the holidays, right. we got family, family gatherings, um, kids have like school recitals or whatever, you know? So like, so understanding, like there's a season and a time and a place for you to ramp your fitness up and, and bring it back down. But to answer mm -hmm. your question, ma a maintenance routine is going to look like, um, two times a week. Um, you know, strength training or, um, you know, and then on top of that, trying to get in as many steps as you can. Right. So, um, a, a maintenance routine for, uh, for my clients looks like I'm going to strength train twice a week and I'm going to walk seven to 10,000 steps a day. Um, and if I can't walk seven to 10,000 steps a day, maybe we add in 20 to 30 minutes of that smart cardio training that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. and then, and then as you uh, you know, as, as your time, as your schedule opens up, then you can start to add in, you know, as much as you want or as little as you want, provided that you're able to actually recover from whatever it is that you're adding in. Okay. So, yeah. 
Fantastic. I love that. Just just how adaptable it is, regardless of your situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super. I mean, it happens with pro athletes all the time, right? People love to look at pro athletes and they think that they're working out all the time. But when they're in season, those guys are not going to be training four days a week. They're going to be lifting like twice a week. Mm-hmm. And like, and they're at that point, they're just trying to feel healthy and stay, you know, and stay healthy. Right. So feel good and stay healthy. Um, so they're not trying to actively like build muscle or get as strong as they possibly can. So like, so why, why do we think that we're any different than, you know, than, than these, our needs are any different than somebody they're just magnified uh, to a different extent. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Luke, how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, I'm fairly easy to find. Um, one of the th- uh, best places to get in contact with me is just going to be on the Instagrams. I'm at Coach Luke. Fairly easy to remember. Um, and then, uh, if anyone is looking for an easier, easy-ish way to get started, um, I have a free, uh, you know, 30 workouts, uh, you know, kettlebell and body weight based workouts that they can download at GetVirtue.com. Okay, fantastic. We will include all of those things in the show notes. Luke, it's been a pleasure. I love how you still have that drive, even after the Marines, to, to for your own fitness and, of course, for, for those with whom you serve and, and who, can, uh, who can do their own routines and, and really get going. So thank you. Yeah, I hope that everyone was able to find it valuable. Thank you so much for your time, Michelle.